Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is January 30th of 2023, and we're celebrating Monday of the fourth week in Ordinary Time. Today's gospel is a rather lengthy gospel. It comes to us from Mark's gospel, chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. Jesus and his disciples came to the other side of the sea, to the territory of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, at once a man from the tombs, who had an unclean spirit, met him. The man had been dwelling among the tombs, and no one could restrain him any longer, even with a chain. In fact, he had frequently been bound with shackles and chains, but the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles smashed, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the hillsides, he was always crying out and bruising himself with stones. Catching sight of Jesus from a distance, he ran up and prostrated himself before him, crying out in a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. He had been saying to him, Unclean spirit, come out of the man. He asked him, What is your name? He replied, Legion is my name. There are many of us. And he pleaded earnestly with him not to drive them away from that territory. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there on the hillside. And they pleaded with him, Send us into the swine. Let us enter them. And he let them. And the unspeen clearets came out and entered the swine. The herd of about 2,000 rushed down a steep bank into the sea, where they were drowned. The swineherds ran away and reported the incident in the town and throughout the countryside. And people came to see what had happened. As they approached Jesus, they caught sight of the man who had been possessed by legion, sitting there clothed and in his right mind. And they were seized with fear. Those who witnessed the incident explained to them what had happened, what had happened to the possessed man and to the swine. Then they began to beg him to leave their district. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed pleaded to remain with him. But Jesus would not permit him, but told him instead, Go home to your family and announce to them all that the Lord in his pity has done for you. Then the man went off and began to proclaim in the Decapolis all Jesus had done for him, and all were amazed. Today's Gospel presents us with the Gerasene demoniac. While there's a lot we could say about this episode, there's just so many things going on here, two elements really stand out. First, we have Jesus' interaction with the demons. What is it he does? And second, we see the response of the townspeople. So first, regarding Christ's interaction with the demons, what he does, it calls our attention that Jesus sends them into a herd of swine. Now, absolutely speaking, as God, Jesus didn't have to send the demons there. I mean, after all, he's God. And God doesn't need material things like pigs to perform miracles or get rid of demons. Rather, if Christ sent the demons into pigs, there's a reason why it was appropriate or a fitting thing to do. And the fathers of the church, those early saints and writers, offer us two such motives. First, because sending the demons into pigs offered proof for the townspeople, proof that the man really had been healed and that it was certainly a miracle. Now, 
the, evangel- the evangelist numbers the pigs at around 2,000. And we just think about it. The sight of such a torrential cascade of pigs leaping off the cliff into the sea would have made the exorcism, and also who the exorcist was, pretty clear. Secondly, and perhaps more importantly for us, because we're not witnessing the miracle directly, that miracle reveals the value that men have before God. Although it's hard to get a financial assessment of the damage inflicted on the herdsmen during this exorcism, the loss of 2,000 pigs would certainly have been costly. For the demons, it's all the same. St. Peter Chrysologus says, very bluntly, that the demons weren't thinking of getting rid of their bad odors. They just simply wanted to change odors. In other words, for the demons, there's not a difference between a man or a pig. For them, it's all the same, a big smelly mess. Who cares? But for Christ, the appraisal is quite different. Remember that Jesus wasn't simply in the territory of these, this demoniac because he just happened to be wandering through on a pleasant stroll. Recall what happened at the end of the previous chapter. He had taken the boat across the sea, through the storm, miraculously calmed the wave, and then disembarked what must, in what must have been an abandoned place, and took the path which, as God, with all the knowledge in the world, he knew, already, was on a direct collision course with the demoniac. In other words, Christ went deliberately to encounter him, to bring him healing and peace. In Matthew's Gospel, Christ will tell us, Do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. That phrase is perhaps more edifying than, Do not be afraid. You're worth more than 2,000 pigs. But the truth is the same. Christ values us highly. He wants us to be saved. And he always takes the initiative in our lives. However, this also brings us to our second point. What was the reaction of the townspeople? It's surprising, if we think about it, that after the man was healed, the townspeople begged Jesus to leave. That word for beg is parakleo in Greek, from which we get the word paraclete. And it has the sense of a very up-close and personal request. Like these people really don't want Jesus around. And when we think about it in this, they echo the words of the demons. Commenting on the demons' words, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? Thomas Aquinas replies simply, absolutely nothing, because there's nothing in common between Christ and Belial, the devil. Or as St. Jerome says, the presence of the Savior is the torment of demons. Demons will always be tormented by Christ and will beg him to leave them alone. Only man, and only during this life, can ask Christ either to draw nearer or to get lost. Now, most of the fathers of the the church say that the reason for the townspeople's request is, in a sense, financial. I mean, if you think about it, Jesus has just arrived on the scene, and already the the town is 2,000 pigs less. But in another sense, the reply of the townspeople is is even more sinister. Because the only thing they know about Jesus is that he's an exorcist. And probably there's a lot more demons creeping around in their town. Essentially, they're telling Jesus, look, We just like to keep the demons around, as long as we can keep our stuff. We don't want to make a sacrifice of anything. Just just get lost. In the same way, Christ doesn't force us to follow him. If we want, we can hold on to our vices, or defects, or shortcomings. But if we do that, 
we sort change ourselves because we're valuing ourselves and our souls like a few swine. And that's precisely what the devil does and what he wants. So today we can ask ourselves about our willingness to allow Christ to heal us and guide us on the path to holiness. The word demon comes from the Greek word for divide. And anything that separates us from God divides us and keeps us from him. Are we willing to give up the things we cling to in order to be restored in Christ? Through the intercession of Mary, Queen of Heaven and Earth, let's ask for the grace to let go of our sins, our defects and attachments, so that we can follow Christ wholeheartedly.